All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I, of course, am your host, B. Vaughn. And today we have music producer and audio engineer, Drums and Roses. I appreciate you for having me. Man, appreciate you being here, brother. No problem, man. Yeah, man. No so for all of our audience members who are watching, let's talk about how you got started in music. Um, my nephew, actually. Uh, my nephew back at home from Milwaukee. My nephew started doing music real young, about early teenager, 12, 13. Mm. So him and a couple of his friends used to take songs and, you know, take the instrumental and just go over it and just, mm -hmm. you know, they was just building everything. And I didn't really take them serious. I just thought it was just fun. But when I started seeing how they was progressing and moving and moving, it inspired me a lot to want to work with him and everything. And uh, that's as far as getting into music, but I always mm -hmm. been just, we were music crazy. Um, I used to work with my dad since I was like 11. Mm. And he was real big on Temptations. So every day, that's all we listened to. So <laughs> I was just always listen to it. I played trumpet in school, you know. I didn't stick with it, but mm. I used to just be interested in instruments, trumpets, saxophone, stuff like that. So um, the music interest has always been there as far as, I can go all the way back to the 50s with music I listened mm. to. But then, so I really want to get involved. I wanted to see my nephew start really, really pursuing how he was doing it. I started researching more about different things behind the scenes because I never wanted to be an artist and be in the front center. Uh, I didn't know anything about behind the scenes. So I started going in depth more behind the scenes. I liked about production, mm -hmm. audio engineering, and I just started self-teaching myself a lot of stuff. YouTube, mm -hmm. man, YouTube is the best. Man, YouTube is it's like a just a whole school in itself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty much how I got started. And then after that, um, I started doing a lot of my own. I ended up going to um, sign up for school. I went to Full Sail. Okay. But once I seen what Full Sail was charging me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, I can't even do it. And then I was online at Full Sail because I'm in mm -hmm. Milwaukee and Full Sail is in Orlando. Yeah. So I, I felt I needed hands-on. Mm -hmm. um, I met someone in my city named um, Busy, and he was in school for audio engineering and he was doing music. So we linked up, he had an ad on Craigslist and I, mm. I was putting ads on Craigslist, like free, you know, beats, just trying to get people to recognize mm. him. So he, me and him linked up from there. That was about 2009, I want to say. Okay. We started exchanging, you know, sounds and different things. And um, he started telling me what more he was doing. He was still learning. Mm -hmm. So he was in school, I was I was YouTube, he was school. So he was the technical way and I was just the YouTube freelance way. Okay. but. Everything he would do, and he would teach me some stuff, so I would incorporate his stuff in their minds, mm -hmm. and I just kept growing everything. Man, just building relationships. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, that is too, that is so funny. Full sale, because full sale will cost you one of these and one of these. Man, look. <laughs> from all, from all, yeah, they, they. I mean, they got some. If you go into full sale on campus, mm -hmm. you gonna you gonna really learn something. But yeah. as far as online, the best thing you are gonna get from there is the equipment. In mm. my opinion, because they're gonna give you the computer, they're gonna give you the keyboard, MIDI mm. controller, the headphones, the Pro Tools, Logic, the mic. They're gonna give you everything you need to go in and and, and really work on yourself. But if you ain't ready to pay, there's <laughs> other ways. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, especially from a, a hands-on perspective, mm -hmm. because I mean, music really is hands-on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, especially when you get into like audio engineering. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have dolls today that have. SSL mixes in them and things like that, but there's nothing like touching the real thing and pushing up the real slot and hitting the real button. The real button hands on everything gives you more of a, um, a genuine raw feeling. Mm. So it's more natural and it's just something that's indescribable. It's just um, it's kind of like cooking your own food mm -hmm. versus someone else preparing your food. Mm. Like, you know, you you know what they want. You might be good and everything, but when you do it yourself and you actually learn how to do it, all right. I can make this for everybody now. Yeah. So I like the hands-on experience, but I try doing everything um, via over internet and like learning everything. And you, but today's age, you can do it. You mm -hmm. can do a lot of stuff, but to me personally, you will need some hands-on experience mm -hmm. and everything because once you get in a hands-on experience environment, what are you going to do? Right. You know? Well, I mean, that's the difference between just having knowledge and then applied knowledge. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you can learn everything you want on YouTube University. Right. But if you have no way to really, <laughs> if you have no way to really apply what you're learning, 
then you just obtain just knowledge, but right. you don't really have applied knowledge because when you find yourself in a situation where, you know, you get somebody in the studio and they're like, yo, I need you to come down and engineer the session. And you're like, you know, you got, you got, can I just use the Pro Tools and not having to use an external mixing gear and none of that? Yeah, you find yourself in a, a situation. But yo, I think it was funny that even before any of these beat selling platforms existed, yeah. y'all were pushing beats on, yeah. on Craigslist. Yeah, I was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I should have put an ad up there. Hey, beats, email me, or I had a, um, Sign my SoundClick page. Oh, yeah. SoundClick, and that's where a lot of traffic went through. So mm -hmm. that's not just starting up. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> think about it. But hey, when you think crazy. about it, you think about using whatever methods you can yeah. in order to, to get out there. I mean, now today we have B-Styles and Airbit and all these mm -hmm. other social platforms where you can sell music on. But yeah. back then you didn't. And I'll say back then, even 2009, 2008, was, you, you didn't have beat selling Platforms. Soundclick was like the biggest one. Soundclick was the biggest one. What's the name? Came, came beyond Soundclick. Kane Beats. That's where Lil mm -hmm. Wayne found him at. And he produced Bad Rock and everything. Mm -hmm. They found him on Soundclick. Soundclick. I just knew somebody was going to find me on Soundclick. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I did. <laughs> and looking for methods and the way I did it. Like they say there's no really right or wrong way to do it, mm -hmm. but you learn from certain ways you've done. Like if I look mm -hmm. at how I, when I did everything now, I mean back then, I wouldn't change it because it helped me get to where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. But I would do certain things different. It's just with knowledge and growth. Mm -hmm. So, well, what would you do differently? Practice my craft more. Mm -hmm. I definitely would spend more time versus practice my craft versus jumping out there. Because mm -hmm. once, all right, when I first started producing, I first learned about Fruit Loops uh, from someone who I used to know. They FL. Yeah, FL Studio, man. Look, you can't go wrong with FL Studio. I don't like any dog, but the creativity and flow of FL, I use FL Pro Tools and somewhat logic. Mm -hmm. But FL and Pro Tools create flowativity to me is just magnificent. Yeah. So when I first learned about FL Studio, I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I need a drum machine and a keyboard. That's how I was going to start making. So when I first learned about FL, um, a friend of mine, he put me on it and I went and bought, I think I was making like, part-time job, maybe $200 every week. Mm -hmm. So I went on Craigslist, found the laptop. I found, I thought I had, a, I don't know this between MacBook or nothing at that time. So I found the uh, old Apple laptop, PowerBook G4. Oh man. 2005. Oh wow. <laughs> G4 processor. So yeah. I found that and I thought I could put FL Studio on it. So when I bought that, dude sold it to me for like $100. Mm -hmm. So when I bought that, <laughs> I got home like, what is this? It's like, it won't take FL, but right. it had GarageBand on it. Mm -hmm. I loaded up GarageBand, taught myself GarageBand from scratch. Mm -hmm. Didn't know nothing, just played with it and just, I'm like every night, mm -hmm. no sleep, just steady working on it, working on it. And it was rough. But when I got down, got it down and started learning certain things, about a month later, I went and bought another small Windows laptop and I had the Fruit Loops demo. Mm -hmm. So then I finally got Fruit Loops. I'm like, okay, I know certain things. Certain things were still different because Fruit Loops, you click in everything. Mm -hmm. And on GarageBand, it wasn't clicking in. You I had right, to um, play it out. I had to yeah. get a MIDI controller. Um, M Audio 25 Axiom. Axiom, oh, I have one. Yeah. Yeah. Pads didn't even work on yeah. it. So <laughs> it was, I was just moving, just mm -hmm. trying to learn everything. And as soon as I started learning how to put certain drums and, and then sounds together, who needs these? Mm -hmm. I'm a producer. I can do all this. But if I, I look at it now, it took time to actually uh, practice my craft and and. and get it together more because once I started doing the beats, I didn't even know what track outs was. Track mm. beats and stem files. Mm -hmm. You know, I had somebody ask me, like, you track all your files out? I'm like, if you, you want to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, go ahead, you can do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so when I started learning about the mixing process of the beats mm -hmm. and leveling your sounds out, and I'm learning like, that's the, actually the most important part. If I send you a track and the horns is hard, a lot louder than the drums, what can you do with it? You got that right. So once I stopped making beats and started learning the mixing process, when I started going to full sale, and they sent me all the equipment, I was like, I was doing everything wrong. Mm. So I started taking my time, learning more about the mixing. And I'm like, this is a whole nother world by itself. Mm -hmm. So and then I had a friend who I was working with. I'm like, this is what we need to focus on. So we were trying to do it together. Okay. And he was like, you know, he's, people ask how much his beats cost. He, he can make beats for real fast, real fast. Mm. But the quality of them weren't good. No beats were tracked out. 100 beats, no files. Mm. Just all lost. Wow. And I'm like, this is, we need to focus on mixing right now. And his words were like, well, you focus on mixing. I'm going to keep making beats. Somebody asked him how much he charged for a beat. He was like, you know, $500. And I'm like, 
I don't think we should be going about it this way because if you charge me, what kind of like, I'm like, it's got to be more than just saying here's $500 and here's just to be, I'm like, it's got to be more to this. So once mm -hmm. I started doing more research on it and seeing what we were missing, what wasn't getting done right, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to step back and try to focus on mixing more. He's like, oh, well, you do that. I'm going to keep doing this. So I didn't see him about four months, maybe. I seen him at the store. And I started telling him stuff I've been learning. Mm. He's like, I need to learn. Everybody been telling me I need to work on mixing now. I'm like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. I actually linked him with the guy who was teaching me busy. Mm -hmm. And he was offered him lessons, you know, at a certain price and everything. He don't want to pay for them, though. Yeah. I'm like, well, you got to, you know, some kind of sacrifice got to get made because you want to grow. I mean, it's an investment into it's your craft. Investment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, look at I used to think, like, why am I going to pay for these sounds or something like that? Mm -hmm. But it's an investment. It's a big investment. It's like a car. You're going to buy brakes or you're going to ride out. <laughs> right. Brakes, gonna brakes gonna squeal. It's going to squeal. You know? So you got to look at what you want to invest in if you really want to invest in. That's mm -hmm. like one of the most important things investing and just mm -hmm. patience. Mm -hmm. Got to have patience. So do you think those are. So when you look at the music industry today, do you think those things right that, that you just mentioned? Are prevalent within the music culture today. Certain artists, mm. a lot of artists, are social media. That's they look for social media stardom. If you got five million followers or however thousands of followers, you made it. Mm. I still feel you made it. But I can go to social media right now and go to a guy who I know who has two thousand followers, but he just produced on Kanye's album. So he has 2,000 followers and he has produced some kinds of and has these connections versus this person who has 30,000 followers who's mm -hmm. still saying stream this or whatever or I'm about to do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not saying he's not in a good, going in a good position, but this guy right here has mm -hmm. already certain established points. You know, and he yeah. was like, it took me, um, same guy I'm talking about, actually produced on Lil, just produced on Lil Wayne's album. Mm -hmm. He said Lil Wayne is the reason he started producing 10 years ago in 2008 mm -hmm. when the Carter came out. So 12, Carter 3. He said mm -hmm. he started working on music at that time. And he's just been working, 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 trying to get everything together. And he got a little Wayne placement. Wow. Like, I think today, uh, what a lot of um, newer generation lacks is the craft and creativity. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them blow up overnight over social media, and mm -hmm. that's what gives them their fame. Um, I was reading what Tory Lanez was saying, and he made a great point. He said a lot of artists who come out, you call them one hit wonders and mm -hmm. stuff. He said it's because they haven't worked on that. Mm -hmm. Like you have artists like him or um, Jay-Z, you know, just them in, in that platform, that plateau who worked, 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 worked. You know, Jay-Z mm -hmm. was selling CDs out of his trunk, been working at it for years. So when it's time to put out a number one song, a number one album, they know what they're looking for. They mm -hmm. like, oh, well, it's easy because we've been doing this. So our, our um Create, not creativity, our workflow and everything has been the same. Mm -hmm. They don't one hit and I was like, how do I follow up with this? Yeah. They've been doing it so they can keep everything going. You know, you got certain people who like you say blow up overnight and then it's like, how do I keep up with this? Yeah. They're trying to keep up with their self and they yeah. don't know how. It's like, how do I do this? Yeah, there's no sustainability in what they're doing because I mean, they blow up overnight but they don't really have the the craft or the consistency, consistency or the work yeah. ethic or even the, the know-how to even continue, right? So there's mm -hmm. really no return on investment. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy because I was talking to somebody uh, probably early this week, last week, about the same thing about mm -hmm. social media followers and uh, the return on investment. Now, you can have 500,000 social media followers, but there's no return on investment if there's no engagement, yep. if there's no reciprocity as far as what you're putting out and people buying stuff. Mm -hmm. It don't matter how many matter. social media followers you got. I know guys today that got less than 5,000 followers, but are some of the most influential people in the music industry. Yep. One of the engineers I follow, um, he mixed, oh, he just worked on my own. Beyonce mm. with the Lion King and everything. Mm. I mean, he got $2,300, real humble and everything. And he does uh, sound design for video games. And, mm. But he knows everybody. everybody. And he's so well connected and everything. It's like, you know, you go past his page. I know people who are just like, how many followers you got? I'm going to go past him. Yeah. That's the one you need to be kind yeah, And that's the, right. And that's, that's, that's the mentality I see that happens through social media. And it's like, 
if you don't have a certain level of followers and people are going to pass you over, yep. but you could be the most influential. Mm-hmm. You can know everyone have all the connections that you need. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, hey, well, you ain't got no. And it's crazy. It's like, you know, and then I think we're coming up in the digital era. Mm-hmm. Like me, I was born 88. So I was there when it transformed to the digital mm-hmm. era. So I had the best of this one. That's right. Leave bikes outside. That's I, like, I love it over there. I, I, I love all that. It's a street lights is on. Hey, it's time to go time home. To home. Versus to now where my 13-year-old son has a phone, cell mm-hmm. phone. I was 13. I'm like, we had a phone. We had a pay phone. Yes. Like, we had a rotary phone. phone. Like, mama, I'm about to go outside. I'll be back. All right, lights come on, come back in. That's right. That's it. You have to be back. You got to be back. So with, the, with the digital era now, like it's amazing to see how everything is created mm-hmm. and how stuff goes to see how they're firing up. But it's also scary because to me, the digital, like a lot of the digital ways the way it's going, it dumbs down people's intellectual. Mm. Um, my son, I tell him, look up some of the phones. He asked, no, I tell him, no, type it, spell it, keep it going, keep in mind. They already took cursive out of school. So it's like, how you going to sign your name? So with the digital era, it's um, it's scary, but then it's, you know, if you ever intertwine all of them together, I think you'd be deadly. You know, like if a lot of the newer generation can reach back and to grab Mm. stuff from like, from Tupac, you can reach Mm. back you can reach back and grab stuff from how his workflow was. You know, I think they say he recorded, um, Finished um, his last album, Machiavelli, mm-hmm. in seven days. Recorded, written, and everything in seven days. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Like he was, man. Right. It'd take me seven days to write one verse. <laughs> I would not be an artist. This is not for me. <laughs> like, man, I know what's in Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they said when he got out of jail, he, I don't remember. Did he put out five albums when he, after he got out of jail? Uh, when he got out of jail, because um, me against the world, was there before he went. That was number it one. It was before he went. He put out All Eyes on Me, which yep. was supposed to be two albums, mm-hmm. but he controlled it. Control it was yes, right. he put out um, Machiavelli. Okay. I believe he had a three album deal with Death Row. And, and that, yeah, that's three, what happened. That was, was three third, albums yeah. right there. And then that's when he yeah. died. But man, I'm going to tell you, when he started making All Eyes on Me and then Machiavelli, what, Hell Me? Oh, dude. Yeah, those two albums, Three, two, those two albums right there was just... Just listen to it. It's like... Yeah. And that's what I that's what I mean by um, the work process and mm-hmm. the consistency. Look how he put out them two albums. Like he did mm-hmm. all. He got home. They said he went straight to the studio. All eyes on me. He put that together. And it was like for that time, like who was doing that? The, the music he was right. talking about. And then with him having a old spirit, all his music. I don't understand his music now. I'm like oh, he got that idea from um, on me against the world. I think it's number. 12, he got a song called Can You Get Away. Mm-hmm. I listened to it. I'm like, oh, he sampled that from Happy Feelings? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. He had, a lot of his music was from yeah. before his time or run up during, you know, old soul. I said, okay, so a lot of his ideas came from then. He just mm-hmm. turned it around and flipped it. And you listen to his creativity, his consistency and how he did it. Two album double this, first person to do that, you think he'd sit back for a while. You know, nah, come he went right back in the studio making more stuff. We're gonna come right back, and then he brought Machiavelli out. That right there was just like a whole nother caliber. Machiavelli was me, me and my girlfriend. That's like one of my favorite songs. And to think that Man. everybody thought he was talking about his girlfriend, mm-hmm. he's talking about his gun. Mm-hmm. Just the whole with the wordplay. And when I listen to it now, being an audio engineer, the effects they used on that song, he used a lot of um, reverse reverb. Well, come on, in the dream was the, but it was before his time. Like yeah. it was. I don't I don't know anyone who was doing that at that time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But that's because Dre was a master at what he did. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's the consistent that's the yeah. only uh crafting your work and everything. Just mm-hmm. you know, making mistakes like I I, mean, I worked on tracks and made mistakes like, oh, this is this is great. <laughs> this is the this is a right mistake. Let me keep doing this. I'll right. write this down. Like you just just practice, man. It's just yeah. like basketball. Like LeBron ain't the best right now because of just sitting down and, you know, some people have it naturally, but to actually own those skills and keep working at it, mm-hmm. it, just, it just sends you to a whole other place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel it's you. It's crazy. So, man, so so let's take a take a moment. I want to talk specifically about your own personal sacrifices and challenges that you had to face within this music business. And what did you learn from that? Uh, I think one of the biggest sacrifices that I've made and anyone doing this will make is time. Because you lose so much time and you put in so much time mm. without 
you without seeing results. And you, mm-hmm. you you know, you just like, I'm done. Sonny Digital said he was doing it about, I think, eight years and nothing. And he was like, if I don't do nothing after this track, I'm done. And that's when everything happened for him. Wow. Zayto would say when um Migos and them had that Versace with Drake on it, he was still cutting hair in the barbershop. Mm. He said he heard it in the barbershop when he got on it. was like, it's all out in California. He couldn't believe it. So, you know, I think time is one of the biggest sacrifices that you make, especially when you have um, kids, mm-hmm. family, you know, relationships, because you're taking time from them mm-hmm. to try to invest and create, make you into, you know, do what you want to follow you. And it's, you know, you, you, you fight with that. You know, am I being selfish? You know, because they didn't have to be here. So trying to balance your time out, that's another thing I would have really took my time with, balance the time out. Mm. Balancing your time out, um, that'll really that'll really help you. You, you yeah. get a plan as far as balancing time. You learn how to do it. All right, I'm gonna do two hours on music today, and then the rest I have to do this. But you know, trying to work a job like I was trying to work, I had full time job, mm-hmm. school full time, work on music, kids, you know, everything, family at home. So it's like, where do you have time for anything? Mm. So you know, come home exhausted, eight twelve hour shifts, still working on music and everything. So you know, three four hours of sleep. Get back up, do the same thing over here. You know, like they don't see a lot of those sacrifices. And you know, some people think that you know, if you ain't, you hear a lot of the stories where people, I slept in my car. You know, you know, a lot of single people or like people have no response, no kids. Not taking nothing from them because sacrifice is sacrifice. But you don't hear a lot of the other stories where people sacrifice so much time. You know, and time is one of the most it's nothing you can get back. Nothing. Like you go to work, they pay you some some hours for an hour. Or so many hours of your time, your life still is not worth that. I don't care how much mm. money. Thirty dollars an hour is still not worth an hour of your life. Mm. You can't put a price on a time frame of your life because you can't get that back. So that right there is just so valuable. Yeah, you you definitely can't get it back, and so you have to have the ability to really prioritize where you're going to spend your time on the things that are truly the most important. Mm-hmm. For you and your situation that you find yourself yourself in. Now, my wife and I, man, we always get into conversations because we have the, the conversation around everybody has the same 24 hours. And then, you know, what you do with that 24 hours is up to you. Mm-hmm. And and I get the perspective, but I'm always in the mindset is like, yeah, but I don't have the same 24 hours that, you know, this other person may have. This 24 hours may be. But we do have 24 hours. It's the same. Mm-hmm. But... If I wanted to have that person same 24 hours, I would, I would have to quit my job. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to work for nine hours a day and come home tired and work on music because, you know, you get up, you do whatever you do, exercise, whatever it is. You make beats from, you know, nine to three. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm at work at nine to three. I'm in meetings. Mm-hmm. Half of that from nine to 12, maybe I may not take a lunch because I'm working on stuff. But then again, once again, that's a... That's a choosing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to do that because of the, the job that I'm in. But yeah, it's true that we may have the same 24 hours, but the situations we find ourselves in yes. and utilizing that same 24, those same 24 hours definitely ain't the same, right? Like I um I know someone who wakes up, make you know, sometimes I don't even eat breakfast, just mm-hmm. go straight to music and everything. I'm like, hey, why are you doing that? You know, I'm I'm, I'm at work. I still, you know, I'm working eight hours right now and on breaks, I go in a car and hook my computer and everything up. Mm. Let me work on this right here. Let me try to fix this right now. Let me squeeze 10 minutes in. Let mm-hmm. me do 15, try to get this in right here just so I can, you know, I got this sound in my head that I can't get rid of. So mm. let me just put it in real quick so I can keep it. All right, let me get back and go to work. Mm-hmm. All right, let me do homework with the kid, you know, stuff like, like your 24 hours, we have the same, but yours is different. Maybe we have the same 24 hours, ours is different. You may have... 18 hours booked in yours. Somebody else may have six hours booked and they have more free time to do it. Mm. But then it amazes me how someone with so so little time can still get so much so done much versus someone yep. who has all this time. And I think that's the uncomfortable and the pressure of, I only have mm. two hours to do this. So I'm going to make this two hours utilize. I'm going to utilize this and get what I can. Then versus someone's like, I got enough time. Yeah. It's the time. For, it's it's, the, it's the, the, the logic of the mind thinking of versus someone who's pressurizing and crunch like I need this done I gotta do this or I want to and they really want it for themselves mm-hmm. or for just the one just to, for them around them. like I really want it it's just, it's just that drive yeah 
Yeah, I mean, you got to have that that drive and that perseverance so that when you're working those nine hour days, you come home, you still spend time with the family and you say, you know what? OK, now I'm going to go yeah, make it. some beats. But uh, to, and to be all fair and honest, sometimes I come home, spend time with the family and then I want to go make beats. And I watch YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you you you, you realize you just spent a lot of time on YouTube. On YouTube, like watching somebody else like somebody like, do what I should oh, okay, be doing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look at it as a like learning process yeah, also. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I got to make sure that even for me and even for anybody watching, you know, you make sure that you really prioritize your time specifically for the things that you really want to do, the things that are truly important for you. That way, you can ensure that you are focusing on the things that you want and you're receiving the, the rewards and benefits that you want from those. But man, yeah, yeah, trust me, I completely, completely understand. Time, man. Time, brother, time. Time is important. You got that right. All right, so what personal sacrifices, I know time is a, is a real big one. Have there been any others that you kind of had to deal with and really learn from those things? Um... Biggest one, like I said, has been time. But um, other personal sacrifices, I would say, is like a lot of events and certain things mm -hmm. going on. I don't, I, no, I couldn't, especially back, back being back at home. I couldn't attend a lot of. Mm -hmm. um, I, kids was younger, so I couldn't go to them. So a lot of the events, like Johanse, mm -hmm. Payday, all them, <laughs> they would call forty minutes. You know, hey, this is going on. This is going on, and I couldn't go. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, like I, for one, I don't, just having kids makes you, you know, such a protective mind friend. So I really didn't like, I wasn't a person just, hey, I'm leaving my kids off with you mm -hmm. just because you're my cousin. I can't mm -hmm. watch, you know, you hear a lot of horror stories about family being family, the ones hurting your family. So, and it's just like, I, you, know, you didn't ask to be here. I brought you here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to protect you my, to themselves the best I can. So. If I can't go to this, you know, no matter who's there, it might be such a benefit right now. Well, I just can't go. Mm. I got to sacrifice. It may hurt. I may want this, but I couldn't live with myself knowing that you've gotten hurt because of something oh, yeah. act on me that I oh, would yeah. when I could have waited. So I, a lot of events and everything, um, sacrificing that couldn't attend, which probably could have had me, or I could have had certain connections that I don't have now. Mm. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it. Mm. You know, I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, I mean everything's a. A, a learning experience that gets you gets Stepping you to where you are today. Mm -hmm. That's right. Like my son, be fourteen like in a couple of weeks, and he's big on music. He sees me in the studio. I take him with me. Mm -hmm. um, he want him and his brother at 10, 10, 14, They want to do stuff, and they're in this area to where their social media. They have so many friends and people was like, you know, mm -hmm. dude. And I said, all right, you know what? You my investment. Yeah. Shoot, just, give me, just give me FL Studio. Yeah, you know, I, I love it. Hey, sit down, work on this. I'm gonna see what you can do. So yeah. he's intrigued by the intrigued by you know sports, social media, mm -hmm. learn stuff. So uh, I've been trying to incorporate, take them more. I feel like those sacrifices I did by not going there. Because a lot of times when I when I didn't go to stuff like that, I stayed at home and just worked on stuff. Uh -huh. So it, it helped me along, bro. Mm -hmm. But yo, shout out to the homies though. Yeah, payday hey. forty mil. Johanse, yeah. But yeah, definitely a big shout out to the homies. But um, man, yeah, I mean, just being able to juggle many different things within your own life to get kind of where you are today. A lot of people have different ones for them, mm -hmm. but uh, it really is what do you learn from those things and what can you learn to help propel you to the next, right. to the next level? The, yeah. whole, the whole thing is to grow. If you don't grow from none of it, then it was a waste. Oh yeah, man. Man, so let's talk about your music. Okay. Let's yeah, let's it. talk about your music, man. Let's talk about your very first major placement. Uh, very first major placement would be Lazy Bone. Mm. Lazy Bone. Okay. Now, yeah, I was about to go into the whole bone, 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 bone. Yeah, I grew up on bone. So I love him, <laughs> love him, man. So my very first placement would actually be, and it wasn't even a direct track with him, um, an artist from Texas. We did a track together, mm. and he got Lazy Bone on it. Um, never really pushed it how I went, but that built a relationship with me and Lazy Bone mm -hmm. because I ended up calling to his yeah. radio station that Lazy was on and talked to him directly. directly. Uh, was like, I did that beat. He was like, yo, send me more. He's like, mm. email, whatever. So he said, email. I emailed him. Him and his manager. I got the number. We started talking personally. Sent those tracks. It's actually the last single that he came out with. It's called I Made It. Mm. It's on YouTube. Um, 
I wasn't even a fan of the beat. Because he sent me a beat originally, like, can you remake this? I said, I can remake it, but I'm going to put my own twist on it mm -hmm. and do, put my sound on it. Right. Did that, sent it back. By the way, terrible on communication. <laughs> I don't know if it's with every producer, but they terrible. Like, I didn't hear nothing back for about four or five oh, months. Oh, bro. And then once worse. I finally heard it, I got an email like, yo, you still got this number? I'm like, yeah, well, what's up? He texted me like, yeah, we saw this the artwork and we're using this as a single. And I went on YouTube and seen the single like, I heard it come on. I said, yo, I did this. I remember sitting in the kitchen putting these snares in this, like, I remember doing everything. <laughs> and so hearing him on everything, it was just, you know, amazing. And seeing the video come out, mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg reposted the video and everything. Like my mother, she loved it. You know? mm -hmm. And it was amazing. After that, um, 32 Bars by King Louis. That one came. That's when, that's, that at that time, I was, I was still going by the name, just Bonafide Beats. Mm -hmm. So that's why. I, Everybody was, um, if you looked that up, you would see that name under there. After the uh, 32 Bars by King Louis came, I think the biggest one I ever did, um, A Dollar in a Dream by The Game on the documentary too. Mm -hmm. and I did that with Cool and Dre. And um, that cool was done Dre. because of, I know Cool and Dre is personal. He's a personal trainer and he's their friend mm. um, by the name of Hawk, Big Rob. And me and him started working because his son does music. Mm. Relationships, it's just it's relationships. relationships. So I started working with Hawk doing music with him, doing music with his son. And when he was on social media, um, you could sense like whatever he had going on in his life, it was taking a toll on him. So I used to just shoot and check him, you know, check up on him every other week, send an inspirational message to him. And he was like, you know, I really appreciate that. People who I grew up with don't even check on me no more. Mm. So after that, on Dollar and Dream, we did that. Um, and I only did like the baseline on that. I didn't really do much on it. Mm -hmm. Whatever I did, they chopped it and added and did, they, they did they, them on it. Cool mm -hmm. and Dre did Cool and Dre. So, after that, the next one after that will be the game again. Juice on 1992. Mm -hmm. on, uh, number five. That was like my favorite one. Right there, <laughs> I remember playing that for Johans and them at uh, Payday now at the studio. And it's before you even dropped. They was like, who is this? And when I let them hear it, it was just crazy. Mm -hmm. That one right there was my favorite one. Mm -hmm. And then um, on this new album, um, writing credit, I was supposed to have something with the track with him and Nipsey, but the production I did never made it, but they mm -hmm. still credited me as a writer on there. So I take it. <laughs> I still take it. Um, Shoot, I'm taking it too. No, take I it. can't take it, but I will take it too. Um, but as far as oh, artist music I've been working right now, um, two artists by the name of Tanner Man and D Tiggs, uh, they actually been making some mm -hmm. movement. I think it's a game has been looking at them and YSL been looking at them. Um, Tanner Man, he just released two projects, Cartier Tanner and The Last Supper. Both of them produced, mixed, mastered by me. Everything. DTX, he just released his own. Drunk and Roses. Yeah. October 12th, he released his. Same thing, produced, mixed, mastered by me. Um, they got some new stuff coming out. And um, the project they're working on now, which I'm excited about, is called Death Row South. So Death Row South. It's, okay. it's the whole intro. Taking a whole mind for everything of Death Row from like, remember when Death Row was at that peak? Yeah, and remember when Death Row was trying to, they had like Death Row, Death Row East. East. So that's where the idea came from. What Pac said, you believe in Jesus? Believe in Death Row East. Right. So, so that whole idea came from with the drums and roses, mm -hmm. DNR. And you know, it's like the way we were moving and just, we were all helping each other. We are, we still are now, we were, we still are. Um, these projects was done in a couple months. I'm talking about like, if you look at them, the creativity on there really, the way we worked it really helped the creativity flow. Cause uh, we were sitting in my living room one day and I'm like, yo, it's EP time. You know, we single, 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 we testing the water. So I said, we have to just, let's, let's see what we can do with the project. Mm -hmm. What you want to do? I was like, all right, well, um, my glasses were on the table. And I was like, put them on, go outside. He took his vape, blue smoke. I took my iPhones, portrait mode, bam, there was a picture right there. Put it over the computer, made a little edits. Now we got artwork. What you want to call it? I shot like Cartier Tana. Let's do that one. So mm -hmm. that's the album right there. We went through songs, just recorded, put them on there. Um, I was like, I'll take care of everything else. Mixed them, master, and then with me and him, when we work, that's why I like when the hands on, um, they let me just go as an engineer. Mm -hmm. It's not, I want you to do this. It's like, hey, what do you hear? And it gives me a chance to really create and explore. Like mm -hmm. um, the intro for the Cartier Town um, is, um, remember on Belly, how it came on? Mm -hmm. Steady. I, like, mm -hmm. I had the whole idea of doing that. I said, I want you to say a prayer or like talk to God over this. Blended perfectly. 
Like it's wow. just amazing how it came together. And just the whole transition of the songs. After that, we learned what we did wrong. All right, well, we did this wrong, did this, let's and we tighten up on the next one. We went to this little nature preserve, mm -hmm. took a picnic table, put a cloth over the picnic table, got some bread, <laughs> put on the picnic table, put some grape juice in there, take the pictures. You know, that's the album. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you can do everything from your phone as far as mm -hmm. creating stuff. And we just been growing, growing, growing. He I helped him as an artist, he helped me as a producer, an engineer, you know, doing these sessions and stuff like that. It's just been amazing. So yeah. It's just been growing, just working with and everything. Um, just been going, just been going. Um, another producer by the name of um, Black Cloud, Johan Snowden, they know him. He actually works like signed under Shady, some Shady Records or something. He got some stuff going on right now. Um, and he wants to incorporate me in with Austin. He reached out to me. He don't really talk about it and everything, but it's with, as far as I can say, it's just Jordan Lucas. Mm. So I'm, I'm just waiting on that one. Hey, that one gonna be it. Hey, John Lucas. So, like I said, all the sacrifices I made and the time that I didn't do stuff I didn't, it paid. It paid off because now I'm being put in these positions and certain things, and I I know, mm. ah, right, yeah, I can do this. You know, like I remember I was at a session and um, no one knew how to engineer. Everyone was in there was great at what they did, mm -hmm. but when it came to engineering, no one knew how to work Pro Tools. Mm. He was like, I engineer logic. I engineer. I said, what's well, pretty much the same flow. And that was my first yeah, live session. <laughs> so I said, here, I got it. A couple things I didn't right. know, but it kicked right in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as music, we've just been making connections and just going. So yeah. that's, just, that's just a big part right now. Man. So That's what's up, brother. That's what's up, I'm man. Excited, though. Man, I got my own Bone Thugs and Harmony story, man. <clears throat> but I, mean, I guess I'll say that too for another day. But, but yeah. I don't know. I may want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bone, man, that's just. Oh uh, man, because we grew up listening to Bone. I remember when Bone first first came out, and what was really crazy is that I'm so I'm originally from from Virginia, okay. and so uh, there was a church that we went to in in VA, and there was this guy that I connected with um, named Charles, and Charles actually is the father of um, I call him CC, but I don't ever really know his real his rap name now. Um, busy, lazy, crazy, crazy, flash wish, wishbone, wishbone. Yeah, he's wish he's wishes dad. Ah, oh, okay. Not only is he wishes dad, but he's wishes dad and the uncle of Uncle Charles. Uncle Charles. Uncle Charles. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> That's crazy. Uncle Charles. So what was okay, really crazy okay. is that in the in this um, in the actual song they are talking about their uncle, and. Um, it was so crazy because his uncle, I mean, his brother, Charles' brother had passed, but he had this, he was driving his Jag and it was his brother's Jag that he was driving and that bone, oh man, it was just a whole crazy, crazy thing. And I never even knew that until one day somebody was like, yeah, how's your son doing? Oh, he was like, yeah, he's doing, he's on tour right now. And I looked at him and I was like, who's your son? Right. Oh, he's like, oh, you know the, the group Bone? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, wish. Excuse me, sir. What? what? <laughs> That's crazy. He's like, yeah, I mean, I haven't spoken to him in, in years, but it's just so it's just so crazy how you run into different people. Mm -hmm. But it was one thing that you said, kind of tying this whole thing back: relationships. Relationships matter, mm -hmm. and I don't know if people really put enough stock into relationships. Relationships so important, man. Um, man, I got a, I got a cousin out there in California named Business Boy. Um, he's well known. He just got Grammy nominated twice. Mm. Worked with Party Next Door, Love Black. Yeah, like he's well known. He told me when he was living down here. Um, I said, "What advice do you have?" He said, "Shake everybody's hand. Relationship is your most important asset." You know, I, I like I never asked. Him. I could have easily asked, "Hey, cuz hit me with these emails so I can send them stuff." But I didn't want that. I want to do this mm -hmm. and say, "I," you know, like of course people want to open doors and help you with those relationships, but. That's why I asked him what advice, and that's I think that's like such key advice he have right mm -hmm. there. Shake everybody's hand because mm -hmm. you don't never know who hand you might shake. You never know. Who you might, that's oh, I forgot one of my other placements. Dave East, Dave East, bad boy on death row from Carter Chanel. I met Dave East at the Linux. Mm -hmm. My cousins and came here from out of time. We just walked down there, and I seen Entourage walking him a couple of dudes. I seen a, the van. I said, Dave East, who is this? Looked him up. Nah, it's probably Dave East. I'm like, hey. You know, what's up, man? You yeah. know, just ooh, linked and everything, and just sent some stuff and everything over. Um, 
And he just went from there. Yeah. So a lot of stuff and everything. He, I only had that one track with him, and it was assisted co-production, but still. So that was a relationship right there. Mm-hmm. I want to increase it and make it stronger. It's not as strong as it should be because I definitely want to continue work, but mm-hmm. just certain things like that, it really helps. Yeah. Shake hands. and Man, relationships, you know, people so don't really realize relationships are the key to this industry. It really is. Like you can be the dopest producer. You can be the dopest engineer guitars, whatever it is. But if you don't have those relationships to help propel you forward, I'm sorry to say, I mean, that's the, I mean, it's the music business. Music business is built on relationships. That's what Zaytoven said. He starts a lot of relationships. Money, though. He said money speaks. He said because if someone, especially with him being who he is, mm-hmm. he said someone wants to work, they say, hey, all I got is $1,000 or however so much money. And But I want something from you. Mm-hmm. He said, opens the door. Don't just hit him up and say, I'm the, I'm like a lot, a lot of artists right, do this. I dopest. had this experience. I'm the dopest. You know, we're going to make this. Yeah, it's like, okay, so what we going to do? You know, mm-hmm. it's still, I have, I'm trying to work and grow and build a business. So are you. You know, we have mm-hmm. to try to accommodate each other. So he said, you know, artists may hit you and they may say, I got this amount of money. You work with them, you may feel like, hey, you got something. That's, mm-hmm. that's how Drake and 40 got started. He said, um, 40 was a well known engineer. Everybody knew him. Drake went to him was like, his certain amount of money, I want to just work and let's just do this and I want to take it to the next level. He said he just worked after the money. They didn't even use the money. They didn't even incorporate money anymore. They just grew and just kept going together and building. Now look at it. So it's like, man, I what know, would you need without that relationship? That's right. Uh, I mean, but it's a balance of both. Balance of both. Like you said, help each other. You got to, one, help each other, but two, it is the balance of mm-hmm. business. Business. Because it is the music business, right? Mm-hmm. So there's profit that needs to be made, money that needs to be generated. And there's also the relationship aspect. And you can't sacrifice one, kind of like marriage, right? Yeah. Right. But you can't sacrifice one without the other. Like, you got to still be in this business to make money, but you still need the relationships to put you in the rooms and places where you need to be in order to so make you can continue to make, mm-hmm. to make money. But when you sacrifice the relationships for the money, then that causes an, an imbalance in what you're really trying to do in this, in this industry. Uh, Southside produced from 808. 808 Mafia. He said when he first started 808, he wanted 808 Mafia just to be a big household name. Mm-hmm. Much producers. That's how I feel with Drums and Roses. I want that to just be a name people hear. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I know the name and everything, but which producer is this? You know, I want, mm-hmm. even if, if it's just me, that's fine. But if other ones come on and everything, I just want to take it to a, another level. And he said, if you're chasing music, I mean, if you're chasing just straight money, you're not going to go far. Mm-hmm. He said, money's going to definitely come with it. And of course, that's what everyone wants. But you have to love your craft and love what you do. Because once you love what you do, the love for it is going to take you to a whole level. Love overcomes everything. So mm-hmm. you can go back to the Bible with that, Ecclesiastes 13. Mm-hmm. You know, without love is overstrong everything. So even with that, yeah. your love for it is to take you there where you, you know certain sacrifice is going to put you in certain positions to where you just make your money. Like this is what you love. You're loving to do your dream. This is what you've been dreaming to do. Mm-hmm. Your love for this has took you here. You're not chasing just that one specific thing, you know. You can pass up on so many relationships and everything because of, well, you know, you ain't got the money right now, so I can't do it. You know, not saying money shouldn't be involved, especially when it's a business, but barter. You know, like I know artists and everything I deal with, like, hey, um, I want a verse. I'll give you four beats, exclusive rights, mm-hmm. everything. Just give me a verse. You know, it's like, especially if you are an artist that I really want to work with, mm-hmm. I don't have the money right now. So let's just try to work out now. Or how about you charge four hundred for feature? I give you hundred dollars and three beats, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, just work around it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just if you want it, try to work. You know, barter. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm getting ready to barter with somebody because I did some work. But I mean, but I don't want to say that on camera. Right. But uh, <laughs> I did. I'm going to street barter because I was like, yeah, yeah. So that's gonna come up. But that's but it's gonna be beneficial. But bartering is beneficial, beneficial for both parties involved, depending on what you're you're really bartering because. If I am contributing a lot and it's not really beneficial on the other end, then maybe the barter may not work out. Kind of so you got to kind of like favor, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, so you need to really figure out if you're going to use a bartering approach to business, then you really need to figure out mm-hmm. how that's going to work out for the both of you with the understanding that this bartering thing needs to start moving into actually generating you know, money. Even if you like personally know, man, I help you move it. I help you move. Don't worry about it. Just do this for me, this feature or whatever for me. So yeah. it's just... Bartering, but then it also comes about the relationships. Yeah. That's the most important. That's right. It's real important. That's right. Man, so what advice would you have for people getting into this music industry? Um, 
another person I know, relationship, like I said, his name is Kurt Kurt. He's an audio engineer down here. Mm. Um, he helped, he mixed Two Chains' first album based on a true story. Didn't go to school for it, platinum plaque and everything. Like I asked him, what advice, you know, what do you, and like he told me, there's no rules. I mean, certain moral standards, things you go mm-hmm. by, but as far as mixing and any, what advice I have, take advice from everyone, listen to what they say, but incorporate, just follow your own, incorporate everything into your own. Like there's no right or wrong way to mix a track. There's certain things they say you should and should not do, mm-hmm. but if it sounds how you want it to sound, how can you tell me it's wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, like I know people who start off when they're mixing, they EQ compress. I know people who compress and then EQ. Mm-hmm. So just take hey, it. Well, wait a minute. You compress and didn't EQ? Oh, no, that's, that's wrong. <laughs> See, right, exactly. You know, how people tell me like that, oh, it's wrong. But just um, go about it your own way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just stay, be, be you. Don't try to be this person, but take everything from everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. take it. Advice from here, advice from here, advice from here, and just put it in one because that's going to make you who you are. Yeah. So that's the advice I will offer right there. That's what's up. Yeah, my homie, uh, AJ, Amon Jackson, he's an engineer down here. He never, like when he teaches class, he doesn't really talk about the tools that he's using. Mm-hmm. He's always like, listen to what you're listening to. Don't worry about how the EQ looks, right? Listen. But listen, does it sound like it's supposed to? Mm-hmm. And if it does, don't worry about how that mm-hmm. EQ is looking. You know, of course, you, you don't want all your clips, I mean, all your tracks to be clipping, clipping all in the red, right? Like, oh, that's how I want it to sound. I'm sure that's probably not, no. <laughs> not it. Not that, no. <laughs> but if it sounds the way that you want it to sound, then that's how it's supposed to sound. supposed to sound. Yeah. Another engineer, Leslie Breathworth, makes an engineer for Pharrell, everybody. He said, if you can hear it, nine times out of 10, it's working too much. Mm. When he compresses, he said, if I hear it compressing, mm-hmm. it's too much. So he take it off. No, oh, you can hear compression. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can he, hear it. Yeah. Clamp down yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. He copies a lot of his EQs from one vocal, put it on the other channels mm-hmm. and everything. He was like, who says I can't do this? I'm, I've won Grammys off of doing this. Who says he's not doing mm-hmm. it right? So obviously, he's doing something right. It's working for him. It's working so for him. Whatever works for you is going to work for that's you. Right. <laughs> so let it go like Man, that. that's right. Anything else you would want to say as far as advice? Um... Relationships, build relationships, shake hands, um, and don't mess over. Don't don't burn bridges. Oh, don't burn bridges. Like if you know communication, communication that is so important. Right mm-hmm. there, you gotta. If you're gonna be late, if you can't make, if you can't do something, just communicate. You mm-hmm. know, communication, communication, relationships. That right there are. It's so important to communicate and burning bridges because you can burn a bridge with someone could be so healthy for you mm. and for what you're trying to do. And it's like, man, so I, I wouldn't try not to burn bridges. Yeah, try not, I mean, protect your energy around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, certain people aren't going to be good for you. You have to try to win them out, recognize it, mm. cut certain. Don't be afraid to cut people off because mm. some people might not be best for you. Like, if, man, you may be that person that can give me that placement though. So after the place, you cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me. Listen, don't take my advice. Just listen. <laughs> no, but, you know. but people do find themselves in situations that they really shouldn't be in because they're chasing something and they don't want to say no. Those are sacrifices you have to make. Now, those are certain sacrifices that you like. Yeah. You can't be afraid to make it. It may hurt. It may, you may say to you, but you may like, I could have been here last year, but I did this, but just... Don't worry about where you could have been. Mm-hmm. Focus on where you're going right now. Mm-hmm. Because once you get there, you're going to be like, I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I've done this. You know, I'm glad that I went through. And yeah. you think Jay-Z take back anything he went through now? Nah. All the doors are shutting their face. Nah. Kevin Gates had young money. Everybody closed the door in his face. Look at him now. He, he has his own thing. He's, he's, mm-hmm. If those doors wouldn't have got shut, <sighs> that's what he wouldn't have been at. Man, his doors have been shut in our life. It's not even even in the music industry. It's jobs are shutting doors mm-hmm. in our face. I had a job. I was there for eight months as a temp. They wouldn't hire me on. Boom, closed the door. Fired me that day. Next wow. day, I started working at another company, making more money. Been there a couple of years. You know, everything was just better. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had just moved into a new place. You know, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? What are we going to do now? Kids, you know, we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. And that can cause a lot of stress. You're like, man, what am I supposed to do? Between you and your spouse, and it's just like, 
but then boom, the next day everything happens. And it's like, you know, like I uh real I'll tell you real quick, my mother, she um my dad was hurt in an um airplane accident. Mm. He got hit in the head by an airplane propeller. And oh, he was wow. yeah, he was in vegetable state. My mother had gave her last two hundred dollars to the church, or a hundred dollars I believe, and she didn't know what she was gonna do the next day. Like a light bill, something to do. She was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but you know what? I'm just gonna trust it. Mm-hmm. Very next day, one of my dad's friends came over and like, we did a fundraiser for you. He was five hundred dollars. Wow, everything worked out. Like even you know, like how, what? How do you explain that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just oh man, those things bring back memories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. So yeah, yeah. Trust. Yeah, I remember one time we um we we didn't have a vehicle, and out of nowhere, this couple. Well, it wasn't a couple. It was a mom and her son. And she came and she was like, yeah, my son just, you know, we want to give you this, this car. We were like, me and my wife were like, what? It's like, hey, we know you don't really have transportation at this time. We want to give you this car so that you're able to do what you, what you need to do. It's crazy. Like, it's so crazy the way things work out. But that came from a relationship that we had with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was a blessing. Like, we just want to be a blessing to the both of you. Right. Like, yo, wow. You appreciate stuff more. Yes. You, know, you appreciate you right. stuff so much more. Once you when you go through stuff in certain trials and you just you when you overcome it, you know, you look back at it, like, man, you know, I really appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, certain things now. And it makes you value certain things. Because it's the trials that really make you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just looking for an easy, comfortable life and you're just like, oh, I'm just looking for the AR to help me make it real quick, or do I just need to jump on Instagram and you know get 800 million followers real Blown quick? Up over one night, right? That's why you know they can't follow that. They have no trial that really went through to that. It's just it happened, you know. It's like, right. hey, I don't even know, it just happened. I'm just here, yeah. See, like, man, that gets into character development mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other <laughs> things that I don't even think a lot of that's missed. It's a lot of us missing today from the whole music. The music scene, mm-hmm. but man, man, I know we could go on and talk about a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. But man, so before we even run out of time, my brother, tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Drums and Roses. D R U M Z A N D R O S E Z. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Drums and Roses. It's the only one on there. Only one with a Z. You'll see it. You can follow me at Stay updated with everything Everything I've been doing um, Before we go I want to give a shout out to Tanner Man DTs um, Everybody who's helped me Become who I am Family Everything um, And My boy Core He's actually Team human It's the thing he has going on mm. And it's just Real positive everything. It's just pretty much Describing Everyone is human No matter what you are Gay, black, white Age, skinny, small You all are part of the same team Team mm. human and he got some water that he's working on and everything called human water. So that's something to be looking up for, uh, looking up that we're working on also. All right. And well, shout out to you, man. You know, you know, you gotta have credit to you and what you do. You know, this is this is it's amazing, man. I'm bummed. Man, I appreciate it. Talk, blown, I'm blown away. So. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Because without this relationship, I won't be here right now. Hey. Chew, without the relationship that I have with my boys. and your boys too. I mean the same. Payday, you know, I see you payday. I say, hey man. What you got going on? <laughs> so yeah, you got a payday, yeah. forty mil. It was so crazy after the interview uh, with payday, forty mil call. That was so we we set up and had a conversation. So whenever he gets down here, that's when we I'm gonna have him on. Yeah. And then Johan say, you know, what I'm saying, there's all the brothers. But man, it's been a pleasure, brother, having you on the show, my dude. Man, man we're gonna have to do it again yes. because I, we got we got too much to even talk about. Man, man we got too much to talk about. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, definitely appreciate you tuning in to. Another episode of We Create Music TV. You can catch us every Thursday at 7 p.m. for some great interviews uh, and more to come. So be on the lookout. But thank you very much for tuning in. Have a fabulous day. Peace out to everyone out there. Once again, my man, Drums and Roses. Appreciate you being on the show, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we out.